Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? I'm good. Last week I really, really wanted to be in Japan because it was very cold and miserable, but today, here in London's uh, fine capital, or rather England's fine capital, London, it's nice and sunny. It's still cold up in Tohoku. Mm. The difference in temperature between... Different areas in Japan is ridiculous. I was in Tokyo the other day, and it was like 15, 16 degrees. You come up north, like an hour and a half on the bullet train, it's like one degree, and it sucks. So Oh, it is bizarre. I remember sort of going from, like I've said it before on the podcast, but like going from Tokyo, wearing a T-shirt, maybe a light cardigan maximum, uh, and then flying up to um, Sapporo. And uh, it was just, I had to buy thermals and just, you know, wear a layer up and wear about five different layers. It was blooming freezing. This is the most British start to a podcast has ever been. Two people talking about the weather. I remember when I used to have an office job, that's all you ever did. You'd ring up people in different parts of the country and just talk about the weather for like five minutes. <laughs> um Last week, we uh, we read out a story from Shannon, a listener uh, in the US. It was a lovely story about how she'd bonded mm. with... I'll say bonded, that's a strong one. How she just ch- chatted to a stranger sitting next to her on the plane, uh, who was also an Abroad in Japan podcast listener, but she didn't get her details. So we read out Shannon's story with the hope that uh, we could sort of bait the other person to listen in and uh, send in their details. And it happened. It happened, Pete. Debbie got in touch. The Abroad in Japan podcast, bringing people together around the world. Um, Debbie's email says, uh, Hey Chris, I was listening to the podcast when I heard about Shannon's email to you. I nearly dropped my coffee. I was so flabbergasted. That was me. I was the one that was totally peering over her shoulder to see what she was listening to. It's a bit, a bit dodgy. There was an empty seat between us for the flight and I was curious to see what she was listening to. I was so excited to see she was listening to the Abroad Japan podcast. I wanted to say something right there and then, but she was in the middle of listening to it and I didn't want to disturb her from a great podcast session i finally got the courage to say something to her and hopefully not appear like a creepy seat mate creepy seat mate when we were waiting to get off the plane we were both doing crazy research for our trips to japan and she mentioned that she never really listens to podcasts but she listens to abroad in japan we shared our mutual love for pete and said goodbye no love for me just just pete i'm so excited to connect with her to see what her trip will be like i'm going for the first time in june what a small world thanks for sharing her message on the podcast brilliant my work here is done pete ladies and gentlemen we brought people together on a plane 
going over San Francisco, I'm happy. Love can build a bridge. Podcasts between your heart and mine. I, and, and stuff like that. I, I wonder what this, uh, this mutual love for Pete entails. It's, uh, it's a dark place. Imagine the dark forest from a fairy tale. It's basically that. Uh, anyone who's in any way keen on anything I've done. Uh, yeah, you've got to take a long, hard look at yourself. Maybe have a word with yourself. The thing about how your life's gone, that you think anything I do uh, is in any way acceptable. <laughs> I just picture you in a dark forest rolling around on some floor with some empty beer cans, to be honest. Sounds like right. the first image that sprung to my mind when you I said just, dark I just, forest. I abhor the fact that I'm, I'm regarded as some sort of drunk. I am a man who likes to party, but only uh, on partying nights, Saturdays. Fridays. Well, I've only ever, I think I've only <laughs> ever seen you drunk once. And mm. when you get drunk, you just tend to fall asleep. And it's not, it's not quite, <laughs> it's not quite as exciting as you'd think. You've only seen me jet lagged. You saw me in on London time, and we were out until about four o'clock in the morning. So that was all right. <laughs> I remember, yeah, but did you just fall asleep? I remember just seeing you slumped in a chair, falling asleep. Although, admittedly, you did get a bit energetic mm. when my friend spilt their beer all over your face. Well, that was pretty funny. Oh, he was all right. I, I don't mind that. If someone spills their beer, that's absolutely fine. That is collateral damage on a night out. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> so this week, uh, I asked you guys to send in your stories regarding English, uh, Japanglish. I never know what to call it. What do you call it, Pete? Mm. Japanese English, English, um, Japanglish. So I, always think, I, don't, I always think English sounds a little racist, but then it's, it's, it's very hard to sort of come home from a holiday in Japan where you spent your whole... Um, weeks like dropping L's and replacing them with R's um, mm. uh, and adding a, an, an extra maybe U or E in there um, to come home and not feel like you've been incredibly racist for the last because you, when you're when you're when you're like looking for a hotel hotelu hotelu you're just kind of adding R's and U's to stuff that used to have L's so it's kind of like you come home and you're like, have I been dreadful for a week and a half? But of course you haven't. You're just, you're just making it so that you could be understood by people. I have to do this everywhere. With my accent from the northeast of England, I've got to go. Whenever I'm in America, I sort of talk a little bit like this so I can actually sound like an English person and people don't understand what I'm saying. Good Lord. Good Lord. Well, I, 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 there's, I guess there's a fine line between being racist and actually telling the truth. I remember I was leaving um, Fox Village once. And mm. uh, there's there was there used to be a sign that said please come again because it misspelled please with an R, mm. and you know I don't feel it's a, a overly racist. I guess it depends on the uh, context, but um, the reason I brought it up this week is I saw an article about the Japan Tourism Agency. What with the uh, upcoming Rugby World Cup and the Olympics mm. next year, they've started to panic as they realise that uh, a lot of the English around the country literally makes no sense. For example, there was a lost <laughs> and found box. Uh, that somebody had labelled as the Forgotten Centre, which sounds Aww. like some sort of hospice for people with dementia. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, there was there was another sign. They so they conducted this big investigation across eighty five train and bus companies across the country uh, to see what English they were using. One transport company referred to children as dwarves, uh, which <laughs> <laughs> dwarves. Brilliant. Oh no! Um, and there, there was. What was what else? There was a, a sign at uh, Jimbocho subway station in central Tokyo, where it just said, "Put off, take off your guilty shoes and come into the prison politely." Nice. I mean, yeah. where they, where they got prison though? Underground trend. I don't, I don't know where that comes from, but I like Forgotten Center. That sounds like a horrible film. It sounds like something um, uh, Benicio del Toro would make. Forgotten, forgotten David Lynch. Center. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you heard, have you ever encountered many 
like any experiences of Japanglish on your travels? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're all around, really, aren't they? I mean, it's hard to pick out one um, specifically, but I mean, it's, it's stuff like um, I think we've got some underwear coming up, so we'll probably talk about that later on. But it's stuff like that where you're like. I can kind of see what you've gone for, but I don't really know why that's allowed. And it's just, nobody's calling them out on it. I, I think you could walk down any street in Japan and just sort of point out ten, like, you say like a street with like ten houses, ten, ten buildings on it. Um, you could walk down a street and point out ten examples of um, poor English or just confused English or just something that sounds absolutely mental. Um, and you could sort of go, right, all you need to do is change that. But, you know... It's it's one of the reasons why Japan's so bloody charming, isn't it? It's just you know, and and, and remembering of course that it is such a different language to everything else in the uh, in the world, and and they uh, and it's uh, the way that they use English language is actually quite poetic at times. It can be. Center. It can also be a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> I remember walking through Osaka once at Christmas time, and they there was some sort of sale on in the run up to Christmas. And there were just signs everywhere. Dozens, hundreds of signs out the front of this big discount shop just saying, Christmas fucking sale. <laughs> I think that's the, one of my favourite examples ever. Uh, that somebody just, somebody just assumed that fucking kind of was just, uh, like, meant very. Yeah, very like, Christmas uh, yeah. sale or something, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was some sort of... It, it, it's things like that that uh, make life worth living in Japan. Uh, there, was, there was a more sinister example I had one time. I was walking through a shopping centre in Sendai and I saw a uh, children's clothing shop, a discount children's clothing store. It didn't have a lot going for it, but the name of the store was Starvations, just written above the door, big letters, <laughs> Starvations. Felt a bit inappropriate, given the context of the discount children's clothing shop. Um, and then there was, there was last year when I was walking past a bakery, again in Sendai, it was, it was, I think it was Sendai Station, and uh, it was a bakery mm. selling all sorts of stuff. And outside the front of the shop, they had like a big sign saying all the different things they sold in there. And they had pizza, custard pudding, you know, the sort of things you would you'd find in a bakery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and on that list of ingredients, on that list of items, amidst pizza and custard pudding, was rape fruit and man bread. And I, to this day, I'm still oh, have no God. idea what that meant. If it was a mistranslation. If somebody just <laughs> spelt it wrong, could be grapefruit, could be grapefruit and naan bread. I don't know. Can you solve the mystery mm. of what it was? <laughs> yeah, it could be grape actually, but it's. I guess it's kind of. Is it because they've used? They've always. They would historically or would always use in Japanese the mm. kanji, and obviously the kanji has can have three or four different meanings depending on context. I believe so. Like, it's why you get like stuff like um, like the Boss Coffee. One of my favorite Boss Coffee products is Silky Drip. <laughs> Which sounds disgusting. It sounds like you've eaten a lot of old moths. Silky drip. Um, but like, but then you get like arc- arcade machines. Uh, one of my favourite arcade machines is this, like this um, shooter. Mm. Bang, bang, bang. Um, with the old light gun. Um, and there's these actual kind of um, physical, electronic, um, uh, sort of pneumatic uh, doors that open and close when a level starts and ends. Uh, and the game is called Elevator Action Death Parade, which just sounds like a wonderful kind of... Uh, Kind of postmodern kind of uh, Tarantino Bloody film, hell. which is fantastic. But yeah, then you do get then you do get a lot of uh, in a lot of hotels um, for the hotels that I stayed in. Uh, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, um, Osaka. Um, I had one that said um, uh, electric kettle. I'm just looking through my old Facebook pictures, and it said uh, I just had it replaced the uh, the L for the R, so electric. Um, but that's how people would speak. So you know, what can you do? Is what your is you your do? are your holiday snaps just a, a, an endless 
sea of photos of uh, the first time. The first time I the first time I went the first time I went there was a lot of um, like taking pictures of the shower gel in the hotel. One of them uh, one of the big products over there is uh, kiss my face. Do what comes naturally. Which <laughs> <laughs> is fantastic. Um, and and then like the second time you go. Uh, well, you know, it's it's just the way things happen. And I think that's what makes uh, Japan so charming. So I probably wouldn't post well, that. Well, I mean, again. I used to spend hours each week on the search, on, like, on the hunt for these kind of weird, weird Japanese English to put in my videos. I used to go, the best place to go is probably Daiso mm. or Don Quixote. Daiso, the uh, 100 yen store, a lot of the products are kind of very cheap. Yes. Some of them are poorly made, uh, certainly poorly marketed. Uh, I remember... There was, I always went to the notepad section for like notepads and diaries. That was always the best one. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I saw it notepad. Well, they always have like really inspirational messages well, yeah, on them, don't these, they? I guess, I guess to make them stand out and differentiate them from the other crappy, cheap notepads, they just put like weird English on because English looks <laughs> prestigious and mm. premium. Uh, but it doesn't if you mess it up. And I remember one notepad <laughs> was just this children's notepad with a bunny rabbit on. And there's a little speech bubble coming out of the bunny rabbit. It says, I like a donut. What's your favourite drink? Oh. Like, oh, it's not kind so of, good. <laughs> it starts off nice, but a little bit sinister. And there's no other context. That, that's all there is. It's just a, a bunny rabbit with that quotation mark, uh, with that quotation bubble. Mm. So, I, yeah, I don't know where they're coming from or who writes this stuff or where it gets thought up. <laughs> but the, the one that I've featured the most prominently, and you'll have seen this. If you looked at my YouTube channel and seen either of the videos I've done on um, Crazy Japanish or Crazy English, the one that always stands mm. out in my mind is uh, Black Man Underwear, which right off the bat just yes. sounds like a really awkwardly named brand of underwear. Um, Black Man Super Bikini. This The idea behind these underwear is they're a little bit seductive and I don't know, what, what, how mm. would you describe them, Pete? What makes them Black Man? Well, they 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 have a lot of um, they're quite well uh, contoured, I'd say. And there's a lot of there's very, very there's different variants, obviously. With any underpant company, would have a different kind of product range for each need. But um, yeah, they're quite well contoured. They uh, they show off your junk quite well. <laughs> have you got a pair of black man underwear? <laughs> I do. I, I do actually have a pair of black man because I, when oh I dressed as Minnie Mouse for uh, Halloween a few years ago, um, it was a little. Um, it was a little naughty. <laughs> like if the if the wind caught me oh, in the God. wrong direction, um, I would have been showing off some very unlovable um, pants. So I thought I'll get some longer pants. Um, and Black Man had uh, kind of like to the knee sort of boxer shorts, very colourful. Um, so I was wearing well, them. It for feels most like of the time. the, uh, the yeah. slogan, the like, slogan or tagline for Black Man underwear mm. applies to you pretty well, to be honest. Given that description, yeah. uh, the, so each box of Black Man <laughs> underwear is adorned with this very slogan. It's quite poetic. Get ready says, a man has freedom as a man. It is dream, love, and everything else. Black man is pursuing it forever. Black man makes you to be free. It is a nice taste. And then it just ends there. <laughs> I don't know. A black man makes you to be free. For that, black man I is pursuing it forever. It's the... It's the taste bit that's problematic, isn't it, at the end? And it tastes nice. It's like... Um, what I like about it is it's like they've clearly went taste... Because we mix the word taste with, like, kind of... Um, it's not just flavour, it's also style as well. You have great taste in something. So they've clearly confused that a little bit or conflated the two. It's it's great. Well, I love it. Well, no, for me, the fav- it. my favourite line is the second line, where they clearly ran out of ideas. They're just like, it is dream, love. Then there's, like, a li- a, an ellipsis, and then just... And everything else. <laughs> they gave up right there and then. There's nothing else. <laughs> 
Oh, um, I love it. But that it's that magical. is Japanese as well. Uh, there's an expression in J- Japanese. Uh, I think nado nado, where you kind of just you kind of it just means and everything else. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and so they've clearly integrated that into the language. And that's the most interesting thing when you learn Japanese and you learn Japanese grammar. You see how it plays out mm. uh, in these English translations. You see how it ruins things and makes it go wrong. But we've we've got some fantastic examples that have been sent in by you guys. Uh, what's the first one we've got, Pete? Uh, we've got one from uh, Mike in Swindon, lovely part of the world, uh, UK. Hey. Um, hi, Chris and Pete. My friend in Tokyo sent me this picture a while back. A little bit of research has shown me that this is a legitimate idol band, uh, seemingly known as Brand New Idol Shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're called Bish, basically. Uh, B-I-S-H, and uh, yeah, Brand New Idol oh, Shit is their name. I don't recommend watching their videos on YouTube. They're just bizarre. Anyhow, uh, keep up the good work. It's always appreciated. Uh, cheers, Mike in the UK. Uh, yeah, and he's, uh, I think either you or he's appended a picture of uh, them on this tour. This is Mike's picture, yeah. Them playing, uh, I can't see where they're playing, but their, um, their tour title is called Bring Icing Shit Horse Tour Final <laughs> The Nude. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Japan. 
Wow. What does that even mean? I have not what, a clue. What are they getting at? Did you find this video? You've, you've appended a video to the running order uh, this, this right. morning. And um, yeah, this, so we're I, watching a I video. I read this. And I found the video myself. You yeah. just type in brand new idol shit into YouTube. You get a video mm. come up. And it's of Bish. And it's just, it, it's it's barely watchable. Um, or listen, <laughs> no offence to Bish. But it's just like four or five girls covered in mud. Or not, something Not just mud, far just less slimy mud. It's, it, they've got an interesting aesthetic. They're really high production value. And they're just always covered in mud in their videos. And they're always running around. Is it mud? In mud. Is it mud though? That's well, the, the first the, the video that you sh- the video that you showed me, it kind of cuts between slimy mud and then um, then uh, wallpaper paste. It looks like a one girl, um, and and that's as far down that particular rabbit hole I'm willing to go. Um, but yeah, they just seem to be this kind of like not grotesque. They're, you know, they're good looking young girls dressed as you know yeah. schoolgirls and all the usual kind of idle fare, and then. They're just covered in mud and dirt, <laughs> and all their videos are quite dark. It's right. It's interesting. I give it. I give them a little Google. Um, their uh, previous one of their previous uh, uh, um, members of the band, um, uh, Hug Me, which is quite nice. It's, it's spelled like a kind of like a, I guess a, um, like a Korean name. Hug Me. Um, Yukaku Love Deluxe. She left a little while ago. Um, some of the other members who are currently in the band, uh, you know, the normal Hashiyasume uh, Atsuko. Obviously, just a normal name, and then there's uh, Momoko Gummy Company <laughs> <laughs> and Ling Ling. What? Yeah, fascinating. Oh my god! If, if there is, there's one thing you've got to do after this podcast, folks, is go on YouTube, type in Brown Idol shit, and witness several girls rolling around in mud. Mud. And yes, yeah. Just just that image and the name of the band. It just. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, let's just move on. Yeah. Bish. Bish. What did you want? Um, got another one from Matt Jenkins he says hi Chris and Pete love the podcast while I was in Japan last year I took a lot of joy in some of the terrible Japanglish around uh, from the subtle pizza sand to the complete gibberish (laughs) you often see that around you see the word sand um, in Japanese it it took me a while to work this out in my first year I used to go around and it'd be like chocolate sand or sugar sand which sounds really sinister and unpleasant but sand is just short for sandwich so once oh. you've learned that, it kind of takes the fun out of sand. Oh. Um, you've ruined that for me now. stores the world over. What but, about um, um, what about um, Inspector Sands, which is what they um, uh, they, they say over antennas, um, antennas uh, over um, public address speakers uh, systems um, on the tube. I can't talk this morning. Apologies. Um, when there's a fire on the tube. Or when there's a suspected fire on the tube station uh, on the metro system here in London, uh, you'll usually hear somebody saying, well, Inspector Sands, please come to the uh, main part of the station. And it's basically just a euphemism for a fire, because to get rid of a fire, you throw sand on it. Uh, And so Inspector Sands. So imagine if Inspector Sandwich turned up. That would be most unwelcome for the situation. That's the second most useful thing I've learned today. After there you finish. go. Well, they don't want to start a big. Uh, <laughs> they want to start a big run around, basically, because uh, you hear it at football matches as well. If there's a fire, they don't want to scare everyone and make people have a stampede, um, and so they just say, "Inspector Sands." There you go. Crack out, Inspector Sands. Oh, that's quite interesting. Um, but my ab- this is going back to Matt Jenkins. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, "But my absolute favourite thing was a warning sign I found near Toji Temple in Kyoto, which simply read." Please do not anything. And that's that's no other context. Just a big stop sign with a hand just saying, please do not anything. <laughs> Which kind of I works. I think that's, so yeah. Kind of works. Don't do anything. Just a bit abrupt. Just stop fucking about. 
<laughs> it, I um, agree that. I'm trying to read the Japanese. I think it says mono okunaide kudasai. Don't bring anything or don't put anything here. Please nah. do not bring anything. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, God knows what Korean makes like. sense. I guess that's just a mistranslation. <laughs> yeah. The next one from Jada, though, is some uh, some exotic merchandise. She says, hey, Chris mm. and Pete, when I went to Japan last summer, I did my best to find any English I could for such a time as this podcast. Enjoy, Jada. Uh, and she's found a hat that looks not too dissimilar from the Make America Great hat. Yeah. Red hat. And nice red uh, hat. just says four, four words, fuck you, pay me, three exclamation marks. <laughs> That's all there is to it. No other well, context. That's, well, no that's artwork. kind of um, just fuck you, pay me. Well, that's kind of like an internet trope. Uh, in that, I think it started with this writer doing a very succinct uh, uh, explanation about why um, people who are freelance shouldn't work for free. And I think his kind of yeah. sign-off was "fuck you, pay me." Uh, so you'll see it all around the internet. People going, you know, like when people sort of go, "Oh, I need a, an animator uh, for this," or "I need a voiceover," or "I need oh, this." Yeah, I've, I've um, it'll be greater exposure for your uh, brand. And you're like, fuck you, pay me. And so it's quite a uh, it's quite a popular phrase online. So yeah, that's why you should never expect people to work for free. Oh, well, it'll only take you ten minutes. Yeah, but it took me five years to get here, so fuck you, pay me. Tempting to get one myself, given how many people <laughs> message me on a daily basis asking yeah. me to put their crap in my videos. Yeah. And it's just like, no. I attempted to buy one. I don't know where you can get this incredible Just a picture hat. with you wearing it. <laughs> we'll find Perfect. you one. Do wonders for my brand. Um, and there was also a bag that uh, Jada posted as well. Mm. Uh, it's an unremarkable-looking handbag. It just says, add to favourites, and that's underlined. <laughs> and then underneath that, it just says, probably everyone likes. Everyone is interested in each person. Fashion, beauty, sweets, travel. New things will be disseminated more and more. And that's it. <laughs> that's like an yeah, alien no, trying no to describe artwork, it. Just that. It's just, um, it's a really... Un, un, it's an unlovable bag, isn't it? It's like a kind of like a, a little sort of claspy it's the worst sort of case. bag it's, I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's horrible, and and, <laughs> and the phrasing on no the sides. No appeal to it. The, the writing is probably the best bit about it. It's a horrible black bag that looks like it's a bit In Maggie a Thatcher form. with a zip on it on the top. Um, it's it's kind of like an alien trying to describe a teenager, isn't it? <laughs> what a teenager is like: <laughs> sweets, travel, fashion. <laughs> New things will be disseminated. That's my, <laughs> I'd, I'd actually. I'd like to just get rid of all the other text on the bag, just have that one line like blown up on the side of the bag really big because mm. I feel like that could be a great conversation starter at a party. <laughs> so what's your bag about? I, I don't even know where I'd go from there. I'll just say new things are going to be disseminated, aren't they? <laughs> and then they'd probably slowly walk away and back off. I'm for that. Definitely for that. We got uh, a, uh... We've got another one here, but I didn't put the name of the person. I Thanks, person. That. That's all right. Just imagine right. who it is. Yeah, uh, um, this one is this. <laughs> Pete. What? Give them a name. Um, Sophie. Perfect. Hey, Chris and Pete. I wanted to share with you some of our favourite Japanglish phrases, which my husband and I saw on our visit to Japan in 2017. Sophie, uh, and uh, <laughs> she's got uh, some sort of warning photo saying, "Do not touch doubtful things." It's very vague. Like expression. They never seem to have uh, a real problem with these things, don't they? Do not do stuff. Do not like they, they always seem to confuse these ones. Do not do this. <laughs> do not touch doubtful things. Well, Japan's got notices for everything, telling you mm. what to do and what not to do. Yeah. So it's kind of it's not a surprise. The next one though, uh, we all know the keep calm and carry on, <laughs> thing, the old keep calm carry on meme overused the world over. This one just says, it's, it's that it doesn't make any sense. It just says keep farmed. 
and carry ha- <laughs> carry hard. <laughs> Keep, Keep farmed, farmed and carry hard. And carry hard. Wow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they're going with that one. To be honest, Chris, it's crazy. Well, keep farmed, carry hard. <coughs> I mean, there are terrible How ones in carry England hard? where they, they, a lot of like shops that are in sort of Leicester Square, Piccadilly Circus sort of way, they'll mm. always have like mad sort of keep cool and let's walk or something. So like, it's not yeah, like yeah. we're it's not like we're uh, we're coming up. Uh, smell of roses on this particular one. I remember um, a guy wearing on t-shirts uh, and hoodies. Um, I remember mm. a guy in front of me on the tube uh, was wearing one saying, I am hentai man. <laughs> Which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> hentai meaning, uh, well, I guess pervert, I suppose. But um, I am pervert man. <laughs> Loving what it. What do you think that would entail, keeping farmed and carrying hard? She what, what? sounds like an agricultural worker, Chris. <laughs> what? It's a girl. It's a girl wearing it. It's a hoodie, a red yeah, hoodie, a, a black be, and red hoodie. She could be an agricultural worker, Chris. I don't really know, to be honest. That, that, um, could, that could work to yeah. some degree. There's some yeah, context. Carry, yeah, she's probably boasting about how many bushels she can carry of corn or wheat <laughs> or rice. Keep farmed and carry hard. Keep farmed uh, and carry out of hard. all these, which is your favourite? Um, I quite like the um, Bish. I can't be. I, I, yeah. I cannot. I cannot walk away from bring icing shit to it. a Bish. final. Yeah, Bish is where the action is. They are the shit. Swish, quite literally swish, the Bish. brand new idol shit. <laughs> Definitely check them out. Um, oh, it's fantastic. Now I've been trying to put story times into these uh, podcasts recently because you guys mm-hmm. have been sending in some fantastic stories, and uh, we've got a really good one from Robert uh, from North Carolina in USA. And I think it's a good lesson to learn, so I'm going to read it out. It says, Hi, Chris and Pete. I visited Japan with my wife and daughter back in 2016. On our last day in Tokyo, we visited a yakitori skewered meat restaurant in Kabukicho in Shinjuku. We were shown to a booth right away, but after we studied the menu and decided what we wanted, we waited and waited for our server to come back and take our order. Several times he walked past our table, sometimes even making eye contact, but he just kept on walking. I started to wonder if we had come to a business that did not welcome foreigners and we were being deliberately ignored. I started to get quite angry, but eventually I managed to get the attention of our waiter. He came over to the table and, somewhat embarrassed on our behalf, pointed out that our table was equipped with a little button shaped like a chicken, where he was supposed to press any time we needed the waiter. We realised that the little chirping sound we'd been hearing was not the door chime as we'd thought, but the sound of other diners summoning their waiters. I've since learned that this sort of system is a common feature in some Japanese restaurants, and it's a wonderful idea that I wish restaurants in the West would accomplish. We'll know better next time. Robert from North Carolina. And that's a really (laughs) good point, because I've made that mistake just... Even yesterday, I was in a restaurant mm. wondering why no one was coming over, and I didn't see a little button. Sometimes it's hidden under yeah. the table or under a menu, um, but they are there. If the way it doesn't come over to you, it is there's a button system, and they're very common. I'd say probably forty percent of Japanese restaurants probably have that system. Forty to fifty percent. Mm. You've come across it, Pete, presumably. Yeah, massively. I, I'm a fiddler as well, so like. Even if I'm going to press everything that's in front of me anyway, and I've uh, inadvertently brought over the waiter when I didn't really need him, because um, I'm a bit of a fiddler, and the button just went off, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you are the, wor- the worst kind oh, I'm nightmare. foreign tourist, <laughs> just prodding the button over and over yep. to summon the waiter, like some sort of <laughs> shitty, obnoxious king. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good system. And this one, they do like play weird noises sometimes, like this one in the shape of a chicken. I guess because it's a yakitori restaurant, it's mm. a chicken. Because yakitori is usually chicken, 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just if you, if you don't see anyone coming over, try and find the button, hunt for the button. If you can't see it on the table, look underneath. Uh, it's not the staff being racist or ignoring you. It's just the button. So there you go. <laughs> Popular mistake. Popular error. Yeah. Press everything. Yeah. <laughs> Peace I'm just, feedback. I, I just know. Yeah. I just know. I'm just. I just know we're approaching the end of the podcast, and I'm just really excited to do my sign off. <laughs> Why have you got something great planned? No, I'm literally just going to repeat something I said earlier on. <laughs> well, I'm gagging to hear what it is. Uh, yeah. Before that, though, as always, guys, <laughs> keep the messages and questions and stories coming in to Japan Podcast at gmail.com. As I said, want to get some more stories in these podcasts from now because there's so many great stories and people visiting Japan it'd be a shame to waste them but for now that's all we'll be back same time next week but no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world thanks for listening and here's Pete's dreaded sign off that we've all been waiting for keep farmed and carry hard go look up fish make the day complete have a good one guys see you later catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.